0: Sacrificing quality leadership training on the altar of Girl Power Toxic Positivity. Women are sick and tired of leadership training that is pink and fluffy. They are sick of the cookie cutter training that is filled with presentations that they could just Google for free. If you're new to our page, my name is Mandy B. Anderson, Coach
1: Mandy. And I'm coach Rachel Perman.
0: And we are the co-founders of Rayma Team LLC, a life and leadership coaching company for women. We are passionate about equipping women to be mature, respected female leaders with emotional strength and resilience. And today's Facebook Live show is also going to be featured on our podcast, which has a brand new name, by the way, (laughs) as of like 24 hours ago from this recording. It was formerly known as... The She Who Overcomes podcast. It is now the Fearless Feminine Leadership Podcast, and we're a weekly show that equips women to be confident leaders. So you can listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or you can even find it on our website, Raymateam.com. That's R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. And today's topic is a big one for many serious female leaders. In fact, One of our biggest pet peeves about typical women's leadership training is this swag bags and over-the-top
1: decorations. (laughs) I think this is a big pet peeve because you do not see this type of stuff at leadership trainings where the audience is like 80% men and 20% women. Mm-hmm. So why do we bring it into this, like, girl power, toxic positivity, fluffiness, when the audience is 100% women? And if women want this leadership training that is gender-friendly, then the women planning these leadership trainings and events need to be aware that the things like the swag bags, the over-the-top decorations, all the fluff has got to go, like, got to go. now you might not know this about Mandy, but prior to starting our business in the leadership development industry, she was an event planner in a hotel and she was also the women's ministry coordinator in a church. Now if those are two places that know a lot about swag bags and over the- top decorations, those <laughs> That's are two industries. True. Um, In fact, we both have experience as leaders in women's ministries at churches. I grew up going to Mother's Day teas with my mother wearing the big hats and the lace tablecloths and all of the things. But Mandy, I want you to dive into this topic a bit and share what you learned and why it matters um, so much what we focus on when we're planning leadership type events that are geared towards women.
0: I will, but first I have to just verify, um, were you wearing lace tablecloths
1: at um, these events? Um, I mean, I in, like, in the 80s, it might have looked like lace tablecloths yes. in the 80s. I can imagine some of the dresses probably did, um, but no, the decorations, and I remember once um, having like this great big Mother's Day tea at the Baptist church that I grew up in with my parents, and like there was all this china coming in from everywhere like every lady in the church brought in like her hand down like china from her grandparents or her great-grandparents or whatever and it was like all specially boxed and it was like this huge deal um i could not tell you who spoke that there what it was about but that's what like that's the thing I remember is the lace tablecloths and the china and having to be so careful that we didn't break it. So, <laughs> okay, I love we, that we you need better said than that, that right?
0: <laughs> right, and I, and it's such a perfect example because what you just said was I don't remember who spoke that day. Yep, I don't remember no what was said that day. What I remember is the big deal about the china and not to break it, and I think that is a a poignant thing to point out because, and and even a poignant thing to say, because that's exactly what happens. So in my experience of, you know, being a, an event planner in a hotel and being the women's ministry event coordinator, what I learned is that focusing your energy wisely as you plan these type of events is going to make or break the experience for the attendees. And so many times women are more, more focused on what does it look like? what are the decorations? What are the freebies that we're giving away? What, like, how can we make it exciting for these women? And many times that goal, um, that goal of maybe having a quality training or having, you know, a message that impacts the lives of the women in the audience that gets sidetracked by these shiny objects and the -the over-the-top decorations. And I mean clearly, right? Like you just said it, Rachel. Like I don't remember what the message was. All I remember right. is these decorations and I can sit here and think back on the different type of events I sat in that I planned uh-huh. and the ones I sat in where I didn't plan it but the decorations were, you know, really amazing um which nowadays decorations look like, you know, like weddings, right? Like oh. Yeah, everything's over If I was in a top. Disney wedding,
1: which yep,
0: <laughs> um, before I even started my small career as an event planner and a wedding planner, because they were kind of the same, same thing. Um, The thing that got me excited about that was there was this Disney special way back in the day. I don't even remember what channel it was on, but it was all about like Disney events and Disney weddings. And they showed everything, the behind behind the scenes of how to have this amazing wedding and what happens when you go to an event put on by Disney. And it's amazing, Mm -hmm. right? It is Uh over the top. You would expect it to be. Exactly. If you can dream it, we can do it. And from an event planning side, that's exciting because it's like, "Ooh, look at all these things!" And then it's also stressful because look at all these things. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, as you know, event planners of a women's leadership event, we neglect the training we cheapen the experience of the women in the audience because we get their focus more on the decorations, the freebies, the whole experience of what the room feels like. And none of that stuff sticks with us Mm long-term. Not in the sense where it actually helps us become mature, respected leaders who know how to handle sensitive people issues and hardcore like skills. And skill building, decorations aren't going to do that, right? It, it just doesn't. And so, I know, like from experience, as the event planner or the the women's leader in that in my history, um, I was in my twenties when I did both of those things, and um, I believe back in that time, being a woman in her late twenties as the leader of a women's ministry uh area was interesting because most of the volunteers i was working with were like two decades older than me or more so there was a lot of um there was a lot of fighting as far as people fighting for you know what they wanted with the decorations and not really listening to my advice on the the quality of the training, right? Like I think I've always been much more interested in the meat of the message than the toxic positivity of the party. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, you can have fun, you can do, you know, you can care about having a fun experience. So it's not just all very serious, but so many times we focus our energy on coming up with these cute giveaways or these mandatory swag items. And we cheapen the expectation of the women in the audience. And instead of the training being this high quality experience with nitty gritty leadership training that cuts to the real hard issues that that strong leaders face, it just becomes another gathering of women. And women are telling us, They don't want that anymore. They don't want the pink fluff anymore. They don't want the the focus to be on these superficial things. They want something deeper. And yes, you can have fun and have quality leadership training, but you don't have to make it all about the free stuff and the giveaways. You don't have to spend so much time and money and energy on trying to make a room look like everybody's dream wedding reception that they wish they could have had.
1: (laughs) I love that line. Um, Just reminds me of all of us that had to have weddings after Pinterest came out. It's like we're living vicariously through our events now. Um, Mandy and I have been doing events together with our first company all the way back in 2015 was our first event. So we have been doing events a long time as part of how we deliver coaching to our clients. And our very first event or one of our first events, uh, and the one that we had most often was called "Beautiful Wholeness." And from the very beginning, Mandy and I knew we wanted to have this be different. And one of the reasons we wanted it to be different is we wanted to set up a mindset right away when women walked in the room that this felt different than anything else they'd ever been to. Because we both came out of um, the ministry church um, leadership arena. We wanted it to feel different. We didn't want women to come in with that same expectation that that's what they were going to experience that day. And a really easy way for us to do that was change the way the room looked. Like not um, not necessarily, you know, we didn't sit in like stark rooms or anything like that. We had music going, we had fun, we had all these kinds of things, but um, we were there to work. The mindset from the very beginning was you come into this room And you are here to work. We are here to work on our personal skills, our professional skills, our people skills, our communication skills, all of that. And we didn't want table decorations. And for years, we didn't have table decorations. But as our company started to grow, we started to have more people that we needed to help us with the events. And just like that phrase, like too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, We had way too many people with opinions on what the room should look like, what the table should look like, uh, what's whether or not we had food. I think that's something we don't always talk about necessarily either, but like the expense of having food at a, at an event. Oh my gosh, you guys like they can go eat lunch somewhere else. Make sure you just plan the event somewhere. It's an easy place to get to lunch and you'll save everybody a lot of expenses. Um, but as people started as we need more people helping us, they had a lot of opinions and a lot of them were from things that they had been to either in a church setting or in other leadership trainings um where there had been decorations or flowers or food or swag bags or um, vendor tables set up like we have people asking us every single year are you going to have vendors if you're going to have vendors I want to be one um and we started, just letting things slide um, to pacify some of our team members. We didn't want to, we were not as good then probably as we would be now about saying no (laughs) to the no to ideas that did not follow the vision and the reasoning why we needed it that way. And so we started slowly adding a few decorations here and there and a few um, things on the table and we never did get to vendors we never did have swag bags Um, but we did have a meal one year and that we said we would never ever ever do again and we won't um, because of the expense and not only the expense but how much food was wasted Um, even having a very tight headcount and being very close to the numbers that we said we had, um, there was so much, so much wasted food and we, we just started to lose what we were there for and why. Mm -hmm. and I don't know Mandy if you remember this but the the only time I don't know if I got caught up in what was happening I think it was the year that we decided to do food Um, but we had been at a women's ministry thing and I'm not even sure if you were with me for it was me and my mom but they gave out swag bags and (laughs) my my dog they had um they had the little packets of Kleenexes and I so wanted these packets of Kleenexes in our bags. Do you remember this? It's like the one and only time I think I have fought for something that I don't really know why, but I just really wanted them to each have their own little packet of Kleenexes. Uh, We didn't even, we didn't do it. We've always had just Kleenexes on the table, but we've had this experience where We wanted it to be one way because we knew the mindset needed to be different. We knew that the women coming into the room, um, deserve better than all of the money going into things that were going to end up in the garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, or we're going to be a distraction. Um, turns out hotels will usually give you the boxes of Kleenexes that they have sitting around. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to pay for them. Um, but that's kind of how, Uh, we've had our experience since starting the company and how often these things that we can put so much time and money and effort Mm -hmm. into as, as event coordinators, whether it's for a business or for a nonprofit, um, that really just kind of steal from, they steal from what we're there for Yes, and we don't need it. We don't need all the fluff.
0: No. And I think, too, like when you think of the things that um, sacrifice quality leadership on this altar of girl power, toxic positivity. I mean, any of the events that you go to where it is only pumping you up and motivating you, that's that's a superficial, superficial level of leadership. And and like it's not sustainable. Right. Like you need to.
1: I was gonna say it's also emotional manipulation. I it mean, if we're gonna is. talk about it, like yes, I'm so glad you talk said about that it because, um, and I think coming from the church world, and I think even coming from some of the network marketing places, mm-hmm. these events become like a circus is the closest thing I can explain to it yes. because between the music and the lights and the decorations and all of the things, you guys, it's used to manipulate. It's it's mm-hmm. used. And and not always manipulate towards something bad, but like it's used to get your emotions up and moving, and like doing all of this mm-hmm. stuff, and you're making an emotional purchase instead of a smart purchase or whatever it is that they're trying to get mm-hmm. you to do. Um, but that's that's really what this is, is. They're trying. I, you're trying to set a mood, whatever yes. the mood is.
0: But but I think, too, like when you think about this, because some people don't know what toxic positivity is and in a nutshell, toxic positivity is when you only focus on the positive at the expense of growing through the hard things. It's almost like you deny the fact that hard things even exist. Like if you don't say it, it's not there. We have to know as leaders, as human beings, how to handle the hard things because the growth is in the hard things. The struggle, like the growth is in the struggle and the struggle is in the hard things. And so we have to be willing to face that. So, any type of training where it's only motivation, it's only, well, don't focus on that, focus on the good. No, we need to know how to face the hard, how to acknowledge the hard, how to honor the hard things. And then look for the good. Sometimes we have to create the good out of hard things because there's not always good things from hard things unless we choose to make it that way. And so Mm -hmm. toxic positivity denies the fact that anything bad is even happening. It's almost like you pretend things are good until it becomes that way. And that's not sustainable. You have to, it, it certainly doesn't grow maturity at all. Um, And I, I think the whole thing, like this whole thing of like emotional manipulation of, of, you know, it can go both ways. It can be music that pumps you up. It can be music that makes you feel certain things and gets you Uh like thinking. And we'll be honest. We have, we have had moments in our existence where we've done both. And I think sometimes it is needed. Like sometimes you need to have the music that pumps you up. Sometimes you need to have the music that gets you thinking, but You have to know how to do both. You have to know that, first of all, it's intentional. Like you, you have to do that going in, like based on what you want this training to be. Some events, they just want it to be a networking thing where it's fun and you get to know other businesses and there's vendor booths and all that. And that's fine if that is the focus of it. But Mm -hmm. if you want actual leadership training that cuts to the nitty gritty things, I think it's time that we stop making it about the swag bags and the decorations and the crafts and that, and all of that type of stuff and make it more about creating quality people. I was uh-huh. actually on a coaching call with one of my private coaching clients who is a leader in the medical field. And she has a whole team of people in the medical field. And she said, you know, we have all this training that like teaches us all these skills, but none of it is helping us become quality people. Mm. And she was referencing it in the fact of what we did at our last event and what we were doing in the coaching and how that is changing it for her and shifting it so that, She has the skills to develop herself as, you know, a mature leader, but also kind of walk her staff through that as well and lead the way for them in that. And I think that's so important because we know from women, like, we're not the only ones who feel this way. We know that. We recently (laughs) did a poll with our online audience of women from all over the world, but mostly from the Midwest. And the message is clear, like women are sick and tired of the typical women's leadership presentations that are full of unicorns and rainbows and toxic positivities and pink fluff. And it doesn't actually help you grow into a mature and a respected leader, or it is, you know, stuff that you could Google. Like it is superficial training that doesn't actually teach them how to become a stronger leader. On the flip side of that, as women who go to these leadership trainings, we also have to realize that in order to become a more mature leader, we have to be willing to do the work. We can't just sit there and expect that this one training session is going to do it for us. Hey, Overcomer, we've got a few questions for you, so let's take a quick break from the episode to have a chat. The first question is this Are you sick and tired of the typical women's leadership presentations that are full of unicorns and rainbows and that toxic positivity that doesn't actually help you grow?
1: Second question is Do you want to learn how to lead in your business and career with grace and grit? Meaning, you want to develop the wisdom and resilience that requires you to weather all the ups and downs that a leader faces day in and day out.
0: Are you craving those nitty gritty leadership skills that cut to the challenging issues that strong leaders face? You know, the kind that develops women into mature, intelligent leaders. That know how to balance sensitive people issues with laser-focused
1: skill building. Lastly, do you dream of being the kind of leader who is listened to, valued, and trusted? A female leader respected for her emotional strength and resilience. If this resonates with you on any level, then I want you to run to the show notes to get your spot in fearless feminine leadership. It's the three-day live experience designed to help you overcome your fears of seeming like a bitch and not being respected as a woman in leadership. Inside this
0: three-day online experience, we'll teach you how to kick your fears in the ass by discovering how to know when the fear of not being respected is sabotaging your leadership with your team and in your business. You'll learn the number one thing you do that actually undermines your leadership and causes people to not take you seriously as a leader, as well as what to start doing instead. And you'll also discover the secrets to being a fearless female leader and the characteristics you need to strengthen to start leading
1: like a boss. We've learned what works and what doesn't when it comes to being fearless female leaders of teams and businesses and we're sharing all of our secrets with you. So grab your spot in Fearless Feminine Leadership today at the link in the show notes. Okay, back to the show.
0: And wouldn't you say, Rachel, that that is kind of like where, where some people struggle the most?
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> I think we're talking about a lot of struggles um, in here. Uh, but I think... I think the idea that, you know, an event is great, but oftentimes after the event, there's nothing after that. And you just kind of are like, well, that was fun. Um, but I'm gonna just move on with my life. And that was never something we wanted people to do after one of our events. We wanted people um to go away having put down some kind of change into their life or some kind of action step moving forward. Um, some kind of something. And I was thinking while we were talking about all of this, and we've been, you know, just kind of chatting back and forth like, can you imagine how much money event planners would save to be able to put towards quality speakers and quality content if it didn't go towards all this other stuff? And yes, I know there's even like this flip side where then you get sponsors to pay for it, or you know, like, but that's where all the time and energy goes. Like none of it goes towards what really matters. And I know from a fact that you can have women experiences, experience the depth of emotion they want to, to help them become those emotionally mature leaders in a room that is not covered in um, lace tablecloths and flowers and, you know, with flashy lights. And the one time we did have that happen, that has been my least favorite of all of the beautiful wholenesses we ever did was the one that was the most quote-unquote theatrical for Mm -hmm. us I'm sure other people would not have even thought it was theatrical at all but for us it was so outside of what we wanted to do and the issues we wanted to dive into that day that I barely remember it Mm -hmm. um and I it's just one of my least favorite ones because it was Mm -hmm. so unlike what we wanted to do and I knew and honestly, I think we've talked about this in the past and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when it comes to like ROI from that, and especially the people that would often come to our events and then stay and you'll know, get into our funnel, whether it was through a coaching program or, or one-on-one coaching that would have the least amount of women who were jumping into stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could have been because we had to pick the ticket price higher um, Mm -hmm. for that one because there was food and some different things but it definitely created a different mindset and like you said we've we've asked I think there were some points Mm -hmm. when we thought we might be the only two that were like I don't want to go to events like this anymore but we're not no they want we they want the deep Mm -hmm. issues they want the laser focused skill building they want all of these things that you get at leadership trainings that are not that are that the balance is more maybe um, men in the room or mm-hmm. at least half and half. Yes. You don't see that at those kinds of events.
0: I think, I think some of the best leadership training I've ever gone to, I mean, granted it was like a two or three day weekend event. So, I mean, it was hardcore. It was mm-hmm. starting in the morning and ending late at night and um, food was never included because... And that was strategic, but part of it was because you need to be able to get out of that environment and Mm -hmm. like give your brain a break for a little bit and, you know, just kind of relax and recharge before you dive back in. Because the, the type of leadership training that women are telling us that they want, just so you know, anybody listening to this, that type of leadership training is like, takes a lot of focus. It's very in-depth, so it takes a lot of time to process it. If you don't want the fluff, then don't expect that you can handle it the same way as the fluff because you can't. It takes hardcore focus and in-depth self-awareness and processing to activate that training when you're sitting in it. And so that's why when you, when you go to the trainings like that, it's very strategic about how, you know, how the breaks are, if there are breaks, um, when there are breaks, when, you know, what, when or why food might be included or might not be included. Like typically that is all very strategic at an event that cares more about quality training than you know, fun networking community, toxic girl power positivity. It's mm-hmm. it's very different. And we, like Rachel said, we will never have vendor booths. Um, we will not have food again for you know any one day event that we do. Um, retreats, maybe depending on where we're at. Um, we we do that on purpose because we want to make sure that. First of all, we are focusing on the training. We want to make sure that we're giving our attendees a chance to step away and recharge in whatever way is most authentic to them. Because expecting everybody to be recharged with the same type of lunch and the same atmosphere is stupid. Everybody's different. Some people recharge being around a ton of people and some people need to go back to their hotel room and just like have peace and quiet for a little bit. And you got to be willing to honor that as as the leader and as the people putting on those type of events. Because if you expect everybody to do it just the one way, some people are going to get sick because they can't eat that food. Other people are going to get sick because they can't handle being around people that long. Like you have to be willing to offer these different elements so that the quality leadership training can be, Um, learned and activated. And Mm -hmm. I think um, it's so funny, like when we talk about how we're not the only ones who feel this way. (laughs) I posted this the other day, just kind of talking about it on uh, Instagram stories. And somebody like another woman in the coaching industry from another state Um, who I really admire, she sent me this message and she said, oh my gosh, I might've laughed a little too hard on (laughs) your message about the swag bags and the decorations and the typical women's leadership trainings. And um, I think, you know, we have to be willing to laugh at it as women, because it is a thing, Mm -hmm. like a lot of women feel this way. Um, It doesn't happen when you are in a room with men and women. Right. The, the, the training is different. And so many women do want to be trained as though they, you know, they were on the same level as men. And so if Mm -hmm. that's what they want, why are we treating them like these superficial flimsy, you know, people that think only about fun and decorations, and, right. free, and freebies. Why right. are we doing that? Like We are part of the problem as a society when we look at women that way and we're like, well, they're not going to be able to get the intelligence of this or they're not going to want the meat. So let's go ahead and trick them with some of this flashy things. Right. We've got to stop that. Women, I mean. <laughs> Women deserve better than that. Women want better Mm -hmm. than that because women want depth. They want to be able to reflect and to dive deep into building their emotional strength so that they can handle the challenging issues that strong leaders face. They want Mm -hmm. this. This is what they're telling us. This is what we've been doing all along where we've aired is in our verbiage of marketing it. And we, we have learned how to fix that because women need and deserve training like this. The kind that develops them into mature, intelligent leaders that know how to balance the sensitive people issues with laser-focused skill building.
1: Well, Mandy and I decided, too, that we weren't going to just complain about the problem without coming up with solutions. So from the very beginning, we wanted our events to be different. And if we ever did an event that veered off, we quickly brought it back around. But not only that, we created our own leadership curriculum and coaching experiences for women based on what it is they're telling us they need. And to fill this need of leadership training that develops women into mature, wise leaders with emotional resilience, that commands respect. That's what we did. We wanted to fill that gap. And if you're, are you ready to step into that kind of leadership? Are you ready to step into fearless, feminine leadership? And I want you to join us for a three-day live experience designed to help you overcome your fear of seeming like a bitch and not being respected as a woman in leadership. So you can grab your spot for only $19 today at www.raymateam.com, R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. Or you can find it in the show notes of the podcast episode or in the comments after this live video feed um, after we are done and it's posted.
0: So the bottom line is that we need to stop sacrificing quality leadership training on the altar of girl power, toxic positivity. Women want quality training that helps them become mature, respected leaders. Women deserve this. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, Overcomers, we've been in your shoes We know what it's like to be afraid of seeming like a bitch and not getting the respect we deserve as women in leadership positions. In fact, for over a decade now, kicking that fear in the ass has become the thing we do extremely well, isn't it, Rachel?
1: Absolutely. In fact, registration is now open for Fearless Feminine Leadership. It's the three-day live experience designed to help you overcome your fear of seeming like a bitch and not being respected as a woman in leadership. It's your chance to kick that fear in the ass and lead like a boss. This is the REMA Team
0: foundational method that we teach our clients who feel like you crave those nitty-gritty leadership trainings that really cut to the challenging issues that strong leaders face. The kind that develops women into mature, intelligent leaders that know how to balance sensitive people issues with laser-focused skill building. You dream of being the kind of leader who is listened to and valued and trusted. A female leader respected for her emotional strength and resilience. And you want to lead your team well without sacrificing your health, your family, or the hobbies that bring you joy and fulfillment.
1: We're going to teach you how to do all of this and more in fearless feminine leadership. The registration link is in the show notes. So run and grab your spot today. Okay. We will see you on the next episode. We'll be right back. back.